Shit be getting hard, put in that word with no reply. So I discover the way I feel, so I ain't gon' cry. All this anxiety made me. If you're listening on Spotify, click that follow button, give us a five-star review, click the little notification bell. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you can do the same thing. Follow us, notifications, give us a rating. And also, if you're watching us, oh, sorry, if you're if you're on Instagram, give us a quick, quick follow while you're there. Turn your post notifications off. We really do appreciate it. Well, this is Sun Mode. Welcome back along to the Middle Diamond Podcast. I'm joined as ever by Kuzi and Josh. Boys, how are we tonight? Hello, lads. Good to be back. Very good. All right. And it was me and Jack last week, and now it's it's a double the size. Back to normality of Greas. Greas standards. Josh? Uh, whatever that was. I'm getting, I'm getting flashbacks here. What do they call it? I'm getting a lot of nostalgia here at the moment. I'm feeling it. You know what I mean? I'm getting I'm flashbacks. Nostalgia, nostalgia. From the good old days. We've got Mr. Alexander Popovich in the room with us. Woo! Back. Woo! Back. Woo! Woo! I'm back. Thank you, lads. Welcome. Everybody's got more than Thank three minutes. Thank you for having me. It has been, it's been a long time between drinks. How are you? Mm-hmm. I'm great. <laughs> no, honestly, same old, same old, can't really complain. Brothers here at Middle Down Podcast, we want to formally congratulate you for being a professional footballer now. We haven't congratulated you, we congratulated you on the show, but now that you're here first with us again. Um, I haven't made a debut yet, so no, I'll wait, wait till I make it. There's going to be scenes here. We want, we want, we want yeah, to find Ali Kovic top in the studio. That's what we want. Nah, but I think I'm making a return. It might be regularly. Yeah, 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 like that. Huge. Massive. That's huge, man. Now we're just going to send 700 emails to teachers again. No, we're laughing. Reply all. Reply all. We've got Stat Me and you listening? We've got Stat Me and Jono in the building. Jono? How you going, guys? Yeah, Sean. Yeah, he wanted to sit at the table, but Popper's Popper's back. back. So, yeah, for those of you that don't know, Popper recently, or since probably the last time he's been here, signed his first scholarship contract with Adelaide United. Been training with the first team squad. Thank you, thank you. Nearing a debut. Nearing six times on bench. Mate, Look, it's good time will come. It'll time will yeah, come. Exactly. It'll be there. But how is it all going? How's training? How's the, the professional football lifestyle? How is Hiroshi Ibusuki? How's it all going? <laughs> Honestly, everything you would expect of a professional environment is mm. like a full time job. Um, there, you come in the morning, do your, do your own thing. Is it like what we see on the Ben Foster podcast? Is it similar, is it similar yeah. to that? Oh, basically the same. Basically the same. Yeah, Joe Gouch. He's a bloody legend. He's a bloody legend. He's a freaking legend, mate. You're a freaking legend. <laughs> who's, who's like the biggest joker? Like, oh, Lockenbrook. Oh, no, one day. One day. One day. Spaniard. I like that guy. I like him. I like him. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. He's, now, Papa, he's got that Fabinho. He does. He's really got Fabinho. Papa, can you tell us a Chris Kringle story quickly? Um, <laughs> <laughs> which one? The one with his eyes. Oh yeah. Um. So for KK, I got, I got I picked Isaias, and I had no idea what to give him because like you got to respect the, the seniors. The seniors. Anyway, um, I went up. To, I messaged um Javi Lopez and one day asking like you guys are like best mates with Isaias. Buenos noches, Diaz. Si, senor. Anyway, Harvey is like, I don't know, just a bottle of wine. And I'm um, like, oh, because when Isaias first came back, there was like rumors that Issa wanted his old number back, number eight. 
which Steph took it and he wasn't going to give it back because he was captain. And um, he said, go get like a top and write um, <laughs> number eight and write more, like you say yes and cross it out and write more <laughs> or the other way around, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, I ended up doing that and he took it out and he was wearing it for the whole training. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, 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 that's no, great. At least he took it well. <laughs> and one last question. Who's got the armband now that Mork's gone? Can, um, you, can you disclose that information? Honestly, we haven't been called anything. Okay. But yeah, you probably see on Sunday night. That's a good media trend comment. Yeah, exactly right. That's the, P- yeah. that's the PFA. He's performed his performance so I can give it to Nesta, mate. Give it to Nesta. Just... Nesta Irakunda. Yeah, just give it to Nesta, mate. He levered that one. Oh, yeah, he levered that one. I know he broke the Wow. Anyway, can we get the crash of the week, please? Well, before that, quick FPL update. Oh, yeah. It's not it's 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 starting to spice up. We've got, what is it, like 10 rounds left? Oh, I had a shock in last week. 11 rounds left, something like that. God, I didn't even be honest with Christos Popper, Popper, you're bottom of our league. <laughs> yeah, but have you seen who I have? <laughs> Popper's nearly uh, a thousand points off top. It's not over till it's over. It's, it's, not, over. Over. it's not over to the fat lady sings. Top of the league. Do you want to start singing, mate? <laughs> oh, no. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Top of the league. Shit. Top of the league. Shit. Christos Boris. Second, Darcy Burns. Darcy Burns joins. <laughs> Third, Zayn Musa. And fourth and fifth. Yeah, my mate Anton. Yeah. And, he, and he's got two teams. Yeah. He's, got two teams. Yeah. he's got multiple teams. Hey, me and Josh are battling it out. He's what? in seventh. I'm, I'm in eighth. John is in ninth. We've got Nick Legat. Do you know him? He seems like one of your mates. Nick Legat, no. Ah, alright. I know Nick Armgat. Might. Oh, the practice, the practice. Yeah, shut up, mate. And a quick sponsorship update. You know the deal, 442 Strike. Thank you once again for sponsoring the show. We all got our kits on today. And just keep in mind, keep in mind, with Fantasy Premier League slowly coming to an end, whoever finishes top of the league does get that free kit of their choice. We're going to hold the people there. Are they going to do that United kit soon? I already heard they're doing like Western City Wonders kits in the West. I heard they got McCarthy kits coming as well with McCarthy training kit. With Nathan Dimmu at the back. With Dimmu at the back. Dimmu 47 at the back of the 12. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Josh, you're chomping at the you're chomping at the bit for your grouse of the week. Not, Get it over I'm, with. Um, Mark Riley comes out and apologizes Ooh. for the handball on Rodri, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Look, I hundred hundred percent agree with the sentiment you're trying to say that the referee's got it wrong. But look, you don't need to come and make a public announcement about it. If you did that, then you should be making at least I would say, I'm not even joking. There's probably about 45 apologies you owe a lot of teams this year then if you're going to come out and apologise. Yeah, yeah but I think that's good him coming out. No, it's not. It's stupid. It's just say, look, we got a rock. No, all they need to do is deal with the situation behind the scenes. And that should be punishing referees. The referees have got it wrong. Whether it's referee on field or BAR. You don't need to come out and apologise because at the end of the day, Everton dropped three points. Frank Lampard didn't apologise. doesn't say, oh, yeah, no worries, mate. Yeah, head up next one. Dude, they're in a relegation battle. Yeah. Man City, three points, that could win them a title. Exactly right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I understand mistakes are part of football, but we brought in VAR to eliminate, to, to eliminate them. And you know what? There's been more and more mistakes. Look, this is, you know, there's a, I reckon there's a few parts to it. The, the first part is, and I think I think they owe it to fans. But I think we deserve to hear what they're discussing because we how do two professional referees who are supposed to be the best referees in the best league in the world, how have they put their heads together? looked at that and said objectively, that is not a penalty. Yeah. I, I can't make sense of it. We've all watched enough football. We've all played yeah. enough football to know 
what is and what isn't handball, okay? Secondly, I've lost, I forgot my point. <laughs> I feel like they should have like interviews after games like with players. Look, the thing with the only thing about that would be is if a referee had a good game, you wouldn't want to know about it, okay? Nah, I don't care. Who cares? No, but yeah, if the referee has a good game, no one's there's not there's not going to be a single journalist going, "Hey, you made all your calls right today." Yeah, no, it's, it's, continue, no, it's only going to be there when I have a shit game. has to be, what has to be is after the game, you know, they have a minute and a half interview with the players. Go, you get three questions of the referee. That's what it is. Yeah. Two or three questions. You well, can have the three decisions. You can have you can have the, you can have the same two or three questions if it's if it's a good game. You know what I mean? No, it shouldn't be the questions. Like the, key, the, key decision the problem is the problem is the media or people are, or even referees they're scared of confrontation. Yeah, at the end of the day, managers, are, are, they get that all the time. You look at freaking, what's his name? Uh, Chelsea Coach, uh, Tuchel. Tuchel's having to cop all these political freaking yeah, questions. Yeah, and a referee, can't, a referee can't answer a question on a blank yeah, But Who's to say that the media won't start asking these referees out of context questions? Look, you got, you got, you got it. Then the referee panel there with Mark White, instead of working out an apology, work out a structure to say, all right, if these medias ask questions outside of these lines, don't then answer you, just don't answer Don't answer or get punished. Yeah. But can I just touch up your point there quickly? They're too focused on the wrong things. There's no consistency at the moment. We saw in the Arsenal, what game was it? The Brentford game, the handball. Yeah. Right? The handball, he's on the floor, his arms up. It's a plain handball, everyone knows it's handball. What happens four hours later, it was a Man City versus... Wolves? Was it Wolves? No, I don't think it was Wolves. But it was another game, yeah. right, where the exact... It was Man, definitely Man City, whoever they played, right? Anyway. It was the exact same instance and a penalty was awarded. You know, you know it's what, just consistency. You know what I, I do wonder, and you won't, you won't be able to get an answer for this. I don't think this is something you can measure, but you do wonder with referees, if they're looking at it, maybe they're out there on the pitch going, you, usually when they, would ha- when they didn't have VAR to back them up, you've got to be decisive right there, right then. You've got to be sharp. You've got to make those split-second decisions. I just wonder now if they're a bit half-assing the decisions, no. knowing in the back of their mind, look, if I fucked up, we can go have another look. But then, if you have, if they've done that, and I want to make sure I get my point, like say what I like, actually what I want to say here. But so if they've fucked up and they've made their mistake, and then the VAR is then having to tell them, look, you've made a mistake here, or things like that. Like at the end of the day, they are they are humans. There's going to be times where you just don't want to admit you're wrong. These guys are looking yeah, at it going, fuck. Yeah, exactly right. They're like, I've made a mistake here. I'm gonna look like a fucking tit if I stuff this up. Like I've missed that. That's yeah. bad. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have to stick with my decision because I fucked it up that much. Do you get? I don't know if that makes sense. But do you get what I'm trying no, to say? Yes, yeah, yes, 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 that's my point. That's my point. You've got one referee in the studio, another another referee on the floor, and half the time when a referee overturns a decision, is the decision upstairs. Yeah. It's not even the referee on field making the call. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because so everything like, contradicts like itself. Ten times out of ten, whenever the referee is getting sent to the monitor from the guy it's upstairs, changed. it's always changed. It has to be. How about the one, the A-League one with the central? Um, central I was going to ask you, you know, be, I was going to ask you, be, be, obviously the A-League, I said it last week with Kuzi, I said the A-League's had it since 2017, 18. Yeah. That's I think we're the first league to have the World Cup. Before the World Cup. No, before. We're the first league to have it. Yeah, first league to have it. And it was, and they've had it for two years longer than the Premier League and stuff like that. And the A-League continues to get it wrong. Can I ask in the in your dressing room, being there week in week out, what do the pros think of it? Obviously, I think the Premier League, yeah, it's, it's not perfect, but I think the Premier League get it right more than the A League do. I think the standard of refereeing is better in the Premier League, as it, as you would expect. But what is it from a player's perspective? What are the thoughts of VAR in general? We need it. We need VAR, but it's more the referees who are controlling the that's VAR. That's why that's yeah. that's that's I always like, say that. The guy has a monitor in front of him. He can see every angle, yeah, no, exactly. and he's telling. The referee, yes or no, do it or 
Well, I don't know why it has to take 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm going to say two things on VR. This, this, uh, I'll tell you right now, to say fix VR, people might laugh, but they say do it. One, everything in full motion. No, 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 that, that no I, more slow motion. Cut out slow motion. Second thing, you need price perspective in there. Get a plan from overseas, international, where get Paolo Maldini, give him a blank, an open check, say, you can get how, many, how, how much money you want. Come and sit in the VAR room, get players' perspective. Because at the end of the day, these referees have no player perspectives. We see that many decisions, e.g., that Central Coast one where it's a blank, it starts oh. up challenge inside the box. Every single person, you can ask, I can have a kid right now that kid will know you, that's a, yeah. it's a penalty, and he's for Ubi what? Yeah, it's a six days born, you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly, things like that's that shouldn't even be contested and shouldn't even go down to, oh, you know, looking at the rule book, technically, that's not a penalty. Right. Because things like that, it's like, it's so like, clear. Every, every, Sometimes with certain handballs and situations like that, even offsides, you know, there's, there's rules and things, and that's when people get mad because they don't actually know the rules, and then the refs, refs rule it out. And which needs explaining, but with things like that, it, it's so clear and obvious that you, there's no looking past it. Just quickly, what I will say is, it, the, the thing that VAR can't account for, so look, we don't like seeing offside decisions where you know they're measuring from a player's arm and it's millimetres. Like the, I'm not gonna lie, the Lukaku one in the cup final, I thought that was onside. And if that happened the other way around, yeah, they showed a shit angle. I agree, I agree. But if, just wait, hang on, hang on. If they showed that the other way around, if that happened against Liverpool, I would have been fucking spewing. But what I will say with VAR is something like a t there's tackles and stuff like that. So like if I go back to the cup final again, like the cater tackle, there's some tackles where it's subjective. It's open to interpretation. So you're you, you're going to get different answers. The results are going to be inconsistent based on your interpretation and, of the and reputation and things like that. Yeah, we're, so like an offside, whether whether you agree with some of the decisions or not. Offsides are objective. You're either offside or you're correct, not. Correct. VAR, well, sorry, with tackles, with yellow, with red card tackles, with stuff like that, with handballs, you know, not that handball, but there's some handballs where you go, oh, he can't really do anything, it's too yeah. close, his, his arms so, are so, in a natural position. Yeah, I think it was slow motion because they no, made I, little 10 times worse. No, that, yeah, I, I agree. But, the thing but, is, but just, quick, one, just before I finish my point, it's just you're giving these referees extra angles of subjective decisions. So no matter how much technology there is, football has such a subjective nature to it. There's so many parts about it where it's great, it's not black or white, it's a gray area. If, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna say something. Yeah, um, I wanna interrupt you here. Like it's where, no matter how much technology you, you introduce, it's still coming down to humans interpreting plays, interpreting tackles, interpreting consequences on a pitch, and then reaching a decision. So I don't think, the, the, I, I feel like from that angle, VAR is always gonna be flawed. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get you, but the thing no, is, I'm, I just want to touch on the black and white thing really quickly before we move on, because we do need to move on. I've always known playing football, there's been three black and whites with with a violent conduct. But uh, tackling from behind, studs up, and two foot challenges. Having the, the, fa fa having the face. Yeah, but yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But the three, I'm talking about slide tackles on the legs. Okay. Right? They're not harsh enough on studded tackles. Because you see so many studded tackles, they get unnoticed. No. That's, that's what they, you'll see two or three studs up tackles nah. every game and you're like, shit, nah, nah, that's a bad chance. No, that's what I think. I think, if anything, I think the opposite. I that's, think, I they, think that's what they've got right. I think they've started to get, I think no, they've started to so. send off so many more people. If you, any bit of studs up. Yeah, because contact, if you slow it down, if you slow it down. Yeah, yeah you slow it down and a little bit of studs up and then he's off. Even if he's not doing correct. Well, no, no, I just think it, your point's not No, right. but I'm, no but I'm saying they're the three black and whites of tackles. I think they need to go back to that and assess what a violent tackle yeah, is. Even still, they're not, they're not, not even still, Josh. Yeah, I'm even saying still, it's not just those three tackles. It's so subjective. Yes, of course, of course. No, I understand. But are you saying southern tackles should be sent off? 
It depends. Yeah, but it's not black and white. It's not black and white. If studs are showing, if studs are showing, you need to have a card. And you don't win the ball, it's close yeah, to but they send yeah. people off for winning the ball but still fucking following through and yeah, which I think is what I think so yeah, break someone's league. Nah, but what this is can you just say I got into a big argument last night at training so Ooh, have you seen the coats? have you seen no have you seen the cater tackle from the other day oh, I saw a photo of it I so, seen it in context so that's the thing you look at a photo it looks terrible but this is the, slow motion. this is exactly right but this is the point okay so if you look at that tackle you got two guys it's a 50-50 they've both got you've seen it yeah. they've both got every right to go for the ball they're both going full pelt. They both raise their foot. They're both showing studs. Chalabar gets there. I reckon if you you do it, watch it in real time. Slow mo looks so much worse. I agree, like in real time, it's probably like half, half a second. Not even, not even. Not even. But even in slow motion, it, he has no time to back out of that tackle. Both of their legs are raised. Both have got studs it's showing. It's a cup final. You need to go in that challenge. You exactly right. You got There's a trophy on the line. Yeah. I don't think you could send Kato off for that. That's a 50-50. That's a 50-50. Yeah, yeah, if Chabalala, whatever his name is, Chabala, if he wins the ball clearly and then you show starts at that and it's not a 50-50, where it's like, Cater's coming late, then it's a blade set. Yeah, but it looks like Cater's coming late, though. But, but, but yeah, that's my point. It looks like. We don't watch football in freeze frames. Correct. Right. That's, that's my point. Yes, I'm, I agree with you. But is it doesn't look like a 50-50 in real motion. Yes or no? In real motion? Yes. yes, absolutely. Then, no worries. It's a 50-50. 50-50 is a part of football. My point is, is when you're late to the ball no, you're and you're showing studs, <laughs> when, you're, when you're late to the ball and you're showing studs, I don't think there's enough, enough of those challenges that are send-offs, which they should be. And I look at some other red cards that are like, I've seen more challenges than that. Look, look we can argue VAR till the cows come home. At the end of the day, we thought it'd bring in to eliminate discussions like this. If no. anything, it's, it's made them more frequent. Kuzi, your crowds. No, no, go to you first. Um, I don't even remember. Probably I'll let you go. Uh, my crowds is um, uh, Kepa. Kepa coming on 120th minute to potentially <laughs> win us the penalty shootout. But he doesn't even save one and he skies the final penalty. Yeah, look. What's your thoughts on it? Seriously, I don't understand. I've had like this conversation with a few people. I don't understand at all bringing someone on Purely for a penalty shootout, whether they're taking a penalty or saving one. Especially money. Mendy, who won the penalty that's shootout with AFCON. And had, a, and had a brilliant, brilliant game. game. No, uh, that's outstanding that's game. That's a good point. But I mean, it just adds, there's already enough pressure in a penalty shootout. Bringing them on purely just for the penalty shootout puts even more pressure on the person who's got to step up because they've done nothing all game. And this is their one moment to just prove Yeah, but we've seen it work before. Correct. I think you know what? Kepa's got... I actually saw this on Twitter. Kepa's got a 20% better penalty saving record than Mendy. The one thing Kepa's really good at with penalties is reading penalties. I'm going to tell you right now, Kepa was rattled. He was rattled from Fabinho's penalty. And he, and he was rattled from Van Dijk's. He was finished. You could tell he was finished. Kepa was lucky because Kelleher did not want to save the penalty. He didn't run. Look, look, what I will say on that is... I prefer Kelleher in shootouts than Allison. For me, Allison saved one penalty in his Liverpool career. That was against Jorginho, and all he did was wait, and he and he and he, he beat Jorginho. Yeah, but you see Kelleher with the bench. Yeah, but I, okay, Kelleher has oh, saved against he, Leicester. So what did you do? What did you do? What did you do? Allison was if Allison was starting. See, I stand by Tuchel for sub, for something kept on. I agree with it. Look, if it works, works, you'd be the best manager exactly. public. And it doesn't work, works. everyone goes crazy. It, works. it doesn't work. No, it, it does work. Look, he did it. Not, it works, man. Look, he did it. He did it in the Super Cup, and it worked. They won. Look, there's there's two ways to look at it. I agree. You beat me to it. I agree that you like you said. Kepa comes and he rattles them. Kepa, Kepa comes and he can read it. 
He usually outdoes you by standing on his line until the absolute last yeah. second makes you make the first yeah. move. But you're right. Because if Fabinho came on, you think Van Dyke puts it right next to Kepa, and at that point, he, stood he didn't look like saving. Yeah, that, and that's what I'm saying. I've never seen, like, every time I've, I've seen Kepa t- say, like, stand there penalty, I've got a good feeling, oh, he's going to save or he's going to yeah. go close. But he didn't actually look like saving one. No, he didn't. Do you know what I mean? But okay, then again, they yeah. they they were, they were convincing penalties. Yeah. They were convincing oh, penalties. Well, I don't I think, think Mendy would have saved him. Mendy's had an unbelievable game. It doesn't matter. Such an, no, yes, it does no, fucking matter. It does. It does. You're telling me, you're telling me, if you got into a cup final with Comets, all right, and you had a brilliant 120 minutes, yeah. 120 minutes, and then Panna subs Ashton on, exactly. you would not be fucking pissed off we saying, did it. We did it. Panna, back me. We did it. Panna, back me. We did it in the semi. We did, it, we did it in the semi against Raiders. I, 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 I know I didn't play a 10 out of 10 game, but we yeah, did. Yeah, but if you had an unbelievable game, you're like, right, I'm feeling so good. Let me be the hero. Now, Mendy didn't get a chance of beating If you've got a strategy, if you've got a strategy where you clearly got a better keeper at penalties, I'm all for something you're taking that risk. T- I'm Tim Krul in the World Cup. Great. Great. Van Hull's got, yeah. Van Hull's got blood on his hands for this. Because if, no, if it works, Van Hull looks like a genius because for me, that's the first time I ever, no, 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 I ever took notice on it. Only seen that. But if, it's fu- if it goes like it did this one, then you look at it going, Van Hull, well, the day, he started all this. You play, you, you know, in these situations here, <clears throat> you play the game percentages. For me, penalty is all about percentages. And you've got to keep all with 20% better percentages than the other one you, you use him. Look, for me, I think... In extra time, I've been Chelsea going to employ some fucking neuroscientists. Yeah, like us. Yeah. No. So I think in extra time, Liverpool towards the end, Liverpool looked dead on their feet. We played ourselves earlier. We, we used all five in a in a short space of time. Whereas Chelsea, they had Hudson Odoi on the bench. They had Loftus Cheek on the bench. So they had players that could come on and give them something different. I just wonder if they didn't worry about that sub and brought on an outfield player with a, someone like Hudson Odoi, it could be a game changer. Man, he's a talented young kid. Like. You wonder, you yeah, do wonder whether you use that. that. But the only thing I will say is, like, just like football, particularly penalties now, penalties are so data and statistic driven. Mm-hmm. You look at, at the AFCON when that guy had on his water bottle or where all the players are going. And if you watch um, the, all the all or nothing documentaries, it shows them also eight out of his last 10 penalties has gone to his left. So they essentially make the keepers' minds up for them prior to the penalty shootout, but with the amount of data they get. So pretty much, if Popper's stepping up for a penalty, I know Popper goes left. Every or nine times out of ten, Popper's going to go left. That's his strong side. Out of his thirty penalties in career, you know, nineteen have gone to his left. Whatever his numbers may be, I know Popper's going to take it. The statistics tell me to go to his left. If you live and die by that, it's either going to work for you or it's not. So when it does work, you look at it going, "Hey, we're we're, we're fucking geniuses. We knew where these guys were going to go before they even kicked the ball." If it doesn't, you look at it going, "Hey, trust your goalkeeper and shit like that." Well, just one one last thing quickly. It can backfire against you. It can go a different way. So one thing, I'll, like if you look at when Australia beat Uruguay, we were going to bring Zelko Kalach on in that penalty shootout, but then Brett Edmonton cramped up and we had to make a sub and made our last alpha player sub. Mm-hmm. Schwarzer stays on and becomes the hero. And Schwarzer had a good game in that game. So yeah. I, I agree with Kuzi's point. I'm shocked. I'm honestly shocked, Josh, that you don't agree with it. In that, if after 120 minutes we couldn't get through Mendy, Mendy, Mendy was the no, reason we didn't score that game. One, one set. Mendy was the reason we didn't score in that game. You can't tell me that Mendy, who's a bigger man than Kepa, uh, and I'm trying to give a balanced argument here, Mendy's a, Mendy's a beast of a human. You can't tell me that after we could not beat this guy in 120 minutes, now from 12 yards away from a set shot, I think your odds of getting past him with everything factored in of the previous 120 minutes, I think you should have gone with Mendy in that situation than Kepa. 
I think it's a, it's a premeditated decision that they would have made. I agree, and they, right and they, and they went for right, it right before yeah. the game started. And I'm like I said, I'll back, I'll back it to the to the, to the couch. That's why you see Mindy like who wasn't faced by it when he came. Correct, yeah, because yeah, he knew. What's yeah. it called? If I I think if Kepa wasn't mm-hmm. wanting to miss a penalty and just saying like really good miss six penalty whatever, and they lost. You wouldn't, about, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't question it. I don't think question. we'd be talking about it that much because I just think it's a strategical decision. But I think that would work 8 times out of 10. Just quickly before we move on, I think what didn't look good for them is the fact that he got brought on four penalties and, and, didn't, and he didn't get any, barring the Canate one, which was our 10th penalty, yeah. he didn't get anywhere near saving right. any of the 11. Right. And I agree with you. We'll move on. I'll quickly go to mine because we do have a lot, a lot of other things to get through. Mike Nurse, Tottenham, they're going into their what, 13th, 14th year, whatever it is, without 14th. a trophy. Look, um, I don't know. I obviously don't know what it is about Tottenham. I, f- I find something about them intriguing. Maybe it's because Josh hates them so much and I want to see them do well to piss him off. That's exactly what it is. Ideally, what it is. But look, I thought Conte coming in, I said to you, Kuzi, last week, Conte, I'm, I'm, I'm a Conte fan. I like what he does. Chelsea fans can vouch me. The guys, the guys are f- as a brilliant coach and he's almost as as close a thing to guaranteed success as there is. Mm. I just wonder whether the hoodoo and the fucking spursiness of that club is, yeah, is think, too much for him to overcome. I think they've still got a long way to go in clearing out Pochettino, Deadwood. People like yeah. Sanchez, people like, you know, Winks. Maurice. Why are you giving Maurice and you no, no, Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, I think they've still got a long way to go because, you know, the they're not the worst. Like, we, we've had this argument before. I think we had a winning first sign. They need a rebuild. They need a, probably, they probably need to sell one of the two men and invest that money elsewhere. Because you can tell now, they're, they're, they're just shit. You can't beat Messi and lose to Burnley, then smack Leeds and lose to Borough. Yeah, it, it can't happen. And you know what? Conte doesn't suit that type of club. He doesn't. Unless you sell Kane and you bank, oh, he's 150 mil to invest in your players. But like I said, Conte is a short-term project. He's there for 18 months, two years, tops. Yeah. Tops. That's what he needs to get out of there. It doesn't suit on I'm pretty sure I said on the podcast, I'd be more scared if someone like Grand Potter went there than I am of a Conte or Mourinho there. Look, um, I, and in hindsight, yeah, maybe that looks like you're right, but I still think, for me, Conte's a top five manager. Yeah, Conte is, is, like I said, he's as close to a guarantee as does. Like I said, Tottenham, Tottenham did, I think Tottenham did the prayer favour by him not going to Man U. I'll tell you right now, if Conte went to Man U, I, I, I would be shitting myself 20 times yeah, harder. Look, I said, I, I said he, I, I said United should have got him, but I, I just think United are so, they've got so many fucking princesses in there. And I think until, until Pogba leaves, until Ronaldo leaves, mm-hmm. these, the, uh, Rashford, these big, just one said, these big, big ego guys that are going to put themselves before the others. Like for me, like I said it the other week, Pogba, Overrated. I think him yeah. leaving is going to be a huge worse, blessing. Seems worse than I do, so and I stand. Can't take it literally. I stand by that. Uh, I say Ronaldo. I say Ronaldo. Um, he's come in there. He's got one goal in his last ten games. Doesn't fit any system. You know, Ranić came in, wants to play his four t- triple two. Ronaldo. I guarantee you, Ronaldo would have been up in arms. What the fuck is this system? Mm. They go now to a one up top, and now Ronaldo's gone to his office saying, "Hey, maybe we should go back to a four triple two. How about you shut the fuck up? You're a player. Let the manager do his job." Yeah. What's the, what's, the one, what's the one good thing about Conte with, with his systems? What, what, what are like his, for me, he's one of the best defensive coaches and he's very good in the break. Yeah. And you know what? I think that would, someone like that would have been, it would sort of suit the way they are at the moment. I think they've got a couple of players that are very good in the break. And I think their defensive, needs, their defensive structure and stuff needs to be more reassured. So I know they're not leaking goals, but it's suspect. Yeah. And you always say this off right, we can score against United. Yeah, but who do you prefer, Poch or 
I've said it before. I don't think Poch suits United at all. And United fans want him. I don't think he suits them at all. I think Poch's perfect situation is going to a club like Tottenham, getting these low maintenance, low ego guys to Tottenham. Yeah. I, I no, not now. But I think his perfect situation is getting to a, like if he took over Liverpool and Klopp did, I could see us having similar success to what he had with yeah. Tottenham in that. He, wrote, he goes to a team with low maintenance, low ego players, can train them, can have them doing his system. Because at the end of the day, Harry Kane, Deli Ali, these guys were workhorses under Poch, man. Absolute workhorses. I can't see him doing that with any of the United players. And that, that's I, I, I stand by that. And if he ends up going there and, and gets them doing it, then I'll hold my hands up and say I was wrong. But I predicted it with Ronaldo. Ranić is like the godfather of pressing. He, he the one that pioneered this whole generation of German coaches that have pressed. And Josh, you roll your eyes, but... Guys like Tuchel, guys like Ranić, they all came from him. Yeah. And he was overseeing... Came from Rangish, came from, yeah, yeah, that he and he oversaw yeah. the whole Red Bull group who all have that same philosophy yeah, with those, those managers come through. Right. He, as soon as he gets his hands on these older veteran players who are there, guys like Ronaldo who are prima donnas and stuff like that, he looks like a fucking... He looks like, he looks like he's washed. Yeah. He looks like yeah, a... Because he can't run. He needs to press. Exactly right. That's my point. Kuzi will get to yours before we move on. That's cheeky half an hour of the week. Yeah, you know what? I think Kudos of the Week is a segment that is underrated on the Green podcast. Um, no, look, I had to have a bit of a think about my Kudos of the Week, but I thought I'd go with the reporter that did continue to keep on asking Tuchel about yeah. the fucking politics of the Ukraine-Russia war. Like, what do you want me to say, man? Exactly. I know I know their owner is Russian, you know, Roman Abramovich, whatever, and, you know, hopefully we don't get our podcast tracked down after saying this on the podcast. But, like, seriously, the guy's a football coach. He's got, like, a game coming up. He's just had a cup final. And this is what you're asking him about. He's an employee. Oh, like, and, and Tuchel, like, I feel lost bad for him. Yeah, no, no, he lost it. He was like, I'm privileged. Like, he's like, I don't know. No, it's not the first war. time they've asked him. they yeah. asked him so many times after games. Beyond I, me. I wish, I wish sport... Do not associate itself with politics. No, oh, but that's a different oh, story. Well, we may all links together. Like too many players bring the politics. Yeah, but it's always going to happen. So because yeah. it's always too no. powerful to not have. Because it's such but, a big stage. Yeah. But that's a different story. That's not. This isn't. But the thing is, politics what, 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 up what, what, what the media should be doing. This is war. What what the media should be doing is hammering Abramovich for his statement about Chelsea. And there's been links and rumours of him having to sell his club mm. because, you know, Usmanov's the owner of Everton. Yeah. All his assets got frozen. Oh, he's, he's part owner of Everton. Oh. Have a look. Alex Osmanov, power in Everton. Stanley. Um, <coughs> all, his, all his assets got frozen, right? I just want to recap. I want confirmation. No worries, Wikipedia. Now. Come on, are um, This has got to be done a little bit. Jamie, Jamie and um, Joe Rogan would have done this by now. This has got to be done. Jamie, about about Fifteen yeah. seconds quickly. Yeah. Uh, Fifteen million dollar deal with Everton FC for the naming rights of the club's training ground, Fitch Farm. What's it called? I think he's got like a cousin or something. Thanks, Aaron Finch. He's got a cousin or something. <laughs> he's got some family member in Everton. I'm, I'm, not, sh- I'm not sure about that. Can we get a study up? What's it called? Because <laughs> I remember when he left. Anyway, his assets got frozen. There's been chat. There's I'm, been... Not sh- I'm not sure that's true. Been... <laughs> sorry, you can't say. No, no, but I did see. <laughs> no, I did see. What's his name? No, because. Because. <laughs> because of Bramovich. Um, because he's a Russian business owner in, in England, I'm pretty sure the, the, the English Parliament's getting pressure to put sanctions on Russian owners who have assets in England. Now, him handing over the um, the deals or the, the pretty much the, the reins to the trustees is putting himself out of the firing line, essentially. But 
you you just don't know what you just don't know what's going to happen. But I, I think it's a bit like when like it's obviously nowhere near as serious. But like when the Super League happened, and because Klopp is so outspoken, people were expecting Klopp to come out and put his fucking foot down, and he was getting hammered by. It. And it's usually he came out and literally said, "What do you, what do you want me to say?" Like, and at the end of the day, these people, this is just this just shows, and I always say this just shows, and Australia fails to understand this, just the power of football. People like people like Chelsea, Chelsea fans, and Liverpool fans, they're looking at their managers. As pe- as spokespersons for the yeah, club, yeah, as people that you can look to to stand up for the right thing, for the yeah. moral, for the moral and that's right why thing. I think when politics sometimes get caught up in no in football, no, I don't it, think it it's be, necessarily a bad thing. It can be, it can be sometimes you give yeah. people like a, a picture of hope. Yeah, of but the thing, but it, go, it goes both ways. Where yes. like um, like Michael Jordan, for example, he got ripped because he wouldn't endorse a particular political party during his career. But because he came out and then said Republicans buy sneakers too as well, saying like, "Why am I going to side with one when I'm going to then be alienating another side and burning any ties I have with the other side?" So it, it can go both ways. I think you, people, the, the nature of politics, and I think particularly, and I'm not look at us, we're getting political here now, and I'm not trying to go down. We're seeing voters. <laughs> but I think the the nature of politics and the nature of society now is you. you People are so far on one side or the other. You, it's hard to find a middle ground. Yeah, so people are always going to be pissed off with the state. Yeah, people, have their own, own opinion. I know, but I, I don't think we're, we're not the way society is now. You can't just have an opinion and people be okay with it. Of course not. Because your opinion might be so far one way, might might be so far another that I'm going to look at you. What did that sound the middle, uh, on the high performance podcast? Have you heard that quote? I say a lot of opinion is the lowest form of knowledge. Empathy is the highest. Anyway, just quickly, failure is not a tattoo to Bruce. This is what frustrates me. They've been doing the nil for two years, which I'm all for. But the moment racism steps into football, they, do they don't give a shit. Yeah. So don't come out and make these statements and do nothing about no, it. I, I mean, I obviously, I don't want to do anyway. We'll move on, we'll move on. Carabao Cup final recap, okay? We did go through most of it, but we did say off camera, it's... It was one of the best new laws you'll ever see. I think um, as, as a Liverpool fan and Kuzi will agree with me, it's always great to see your club win a trophy. One thing I have noticed, um, Tuchel, I know he won the Champions League, but he lost he lost back-to-back FA Cup for, uh, was it? no, Lampard won the first one. So Kuzi, uh, Kuzi, Tuchel, sorry, has lost back-to-back domestic cup finals. Lampard lost one before him. Um, Sari lost one before him. So I'm pretty sure four seasons in a row now, Chelsea have lost a final. I mean, maybe there's a bit of a hoodoo there. Who knows? Exactly. Who knows? But um, there were there were a few talking points. We'll touch on we'll touch on them. Um, we'll start with the the Van Dyke decision for the the Matip offside goal. For me, watching it in real time, I was like fuming. Yeah. Looking at it now, you can you can see why they've given it. You can see. I think you can make an argument that it should have stood. Yeah. But Papa, on that on that decision, what were you thinking? Super simple. I was just, <laughs> honestly, I can't really say much because I was just happy about the situation. But yeah, honestly. Yeah. No, I mean, well, I, I, I've, got, many, I've got nothing to say. Yeah, many, many words. I just, no. I just <laughs> like, you know, I understand, you know, he's sometimes when he started in an offside position and, you know, he's sort of following the ball, but he doesn't go for it and things like that. Van Dyke doesn't leave that position. He has his arm. Yeah. And also, James has sort of got him as well. Yeah. So, Van Dyke, it's not like Van Dyke continues to run. Van Dyke sort of like has him, lets him go. Yeah. And then they continue on playing there, and then we go and score. Right? 
the, the only thing I will say is like, yeah, he's involved, but then at the same time, I, I don't think he does anything. So how much do you have to be because, involved? Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's another question. Yeah, that wasn't a foul. Yeah, it was. Yeah, if, if he's on the side, sense. that's not a foul. But the only yeah. thing I will say is like, he doesn't stop Reese James from getting to Mane. Reese James isn't getting there anyway. And then Reese James doesn't run towards Mane. Reese James runs towards the middle. So it, does his involvement do anything to it, enhance? Honestly, honestly, I didn't think it would affect. I agree. I agree. I was about to say, does, does him does his involvement do anything to to enhance Liverpool's chances of scoring and lower Chelsea's chances of can? Uh, you know, it, lower exactly Chelsea's like chances we said before. Once they once they show it. As a replay in slow motion, you see Van Dyke's yeah. arm come across, bad. and as he's running away in slow motion, the cameras the the arm still on him, and he's pulling. Uh, what do you reckon about Lukaku's um, offside? Look, uh, uh, like I said to you boys before, yeah. if if that went against us, and there's been some decisions in the past where you're looking at it just going. What the fuck is but that? Did you like, see the red line on Lukaku's arm? Yeah, it's like, from his shot. Yeah, like the, see, the, sure. see that that I don't like. I think you should be drawing it from their feet, unless their body is like so far leaning forward and their feet are so far behind. But like, what you can score with like yeah, yeah. You're never gonna like, score. You're never gonna score with the shoulder. Like yeah, shoulder. Sure. So I saw I saw this tweet. What did you? Shut up, Josh. Um, and it says it's a it's this Chelsea podcast called London is Blue. And they say, it says, uh, on Lukaku's offside goal, in quotation marks, you're talking about a footballer who has endured an incredibly tough six to eight weeks. This was, a, this was potentially a narrative-changing moment in Lukaku's career, and he was robbed of that because of something subjective, ridiculous, poor officiating. Right, the guy scored... You know, a month ago in the Club World Cup final. So if that's not narrative enough, fair yeah. enough. Why the fuck does he need a Carabao Cup final goal to change the, to change the narrative? To change and the narrative. like, yeah, all right. He's just had a shit season. Fair enough. And like Jack, everyone know and the listeners out there know that he's the first person to back Lukaku, being of his Inter form. It's on my. But like this bullshit. No, I agree. You uh, you can't give you can't give pity goals and and. Oh no, especially and, in the cup final. And, oh, no, no. and yeah, you, and you can't no sorry, I thought you had my phone. No, you can't make yeah, you can't make decisions based on narrative and shit like that because then you could do that you could do that with fucking anything. So like every game. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah, so exactly. um oh, well. one thing one thing I will say, okay, and uh, you know, this is just a bit of a just like a, a nothing statement, but like so Chelsea have three offside goals. And one thing I did notice, okay, so when we lost Liverpool played the city in the community shield in twenty nineteen, started in twenty nineteen twenty, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the season VAR got introduced. And that game, Klopp played a ridiculously high line and we got caught out numerous times. But what I've noticed is since then, if you look at offsides against, I'm pretty sure we cleaned the league in that statistic. Like it's, it's, no, not, it's, a, stupid. it's not a huge statistic or anything, but, no, but the amount of offsides that go, that, that we um, like accumulate, like it's ridiculous. It makes the other team against us looks like they're getting these chances. That's what, that's what I was about to say. Not because me. the linesmen let the play yeah. let the play go yeah. on and then put their flag up, which at times for me I think is just fucking stupid and it can be dangerous. Yeah, I know, but you just you just like watch the Van Dyke and just jogging back. Yeah, exactly. Because they, they know, know. They that know. one that one that's great defending and two it, it tricks people into thinking fuck oh, Liverpool conceded all these chances. So Liverpool on the road. The commentator was like, "This is amazing from Burnley," you know. Exposing the limit. No, you know it's amazing. It's amazing defending. I don't care. They had holding a line and playing an offside trap is defending. And if you can master that as Liverpool have, oh, that's really what it is. It's perfecting. 
It's perfecting. Oh, I heard and someone it's, say it. It's so, it's so fucking hard to do. Yeah. But I've seen that. Even we've been playing a high line for free kicks and court. Mm-hmm. Listen, listen, listen. Shut up. Like, what's what's happening? Liverpool buyers fucking show here. Mate, 50, 50% of the show is Liverpool, mate. Fucking hell, everything here. Liverpool, Liverpool. Anyway, it's my house. It says you. All you're talking about is Arsenal. Every time I come on this show, it's fucking buyers simple perspective. Yes, because it's my house. Anyway. It's all about Arsenal. Anyway. No, I don't. I don't. I don't mean, let's man speak. Let's man speak. He's obsessed with Tottenham. I never mentioned it. I never mentioned it because I, want, I, I want to do my talking after the season with Tottenham. Anyway, we played a whole lot of free kicks now, and they, it's been tight a couple of times. But you've got to perfect that shit, right. and it's a, it's a risk you're willing to take. You know, Liverpool have been caught out a couple of times from that from that yeah. ball over the top. Ours, ours is probably a bit more risky because we don't have the AR, but you know, Liverpool do, so they can they can get away with it. What do you mean ours? Wait, who are you talking about? We've had VR lick us a couple of times with offsides, but they've been offside, you can't get offside wrong. But my point is, uh, right, if you can you can't if you get an offside wrong, there's a fucking problem. Look, uh, but you, anyway. you, I would beg to differ. You look at some of the decisions last year, like fucking Mane against Everton. Yeah. There's some of them where you look at it and you can't oh, level level That's is no longer a point in the attack. I'm saying like, has there been many that have cost you goals? Yes. On like on your defensive perspective. Oh, no, 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 we, we, we try, so I think Klopp and, because we've got like some pretty advanced like technology and ways of doing things. Welcome to Elite Football Club, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you as you're a scientist? Yeah. I think part of our tactic is like, we'll play a high line, we've perfected it and we, we have perfected it. Like, I saw someone say on Twitter like, in such a niche thing, in such a like a, a little thing, I don't think anyone has ever done it as well as Liverpool. Like, we're so good at it. But anyway, I think we're looking at it going, we're going to back it. If the linesman keeps his flag down, we're going to trust that the technology is going to prove our tactic right, it's going to prove us right. Because if you get it right, if you do hold that yeah, line correctly, then the, the, the VAR is going to verify that. The line, you, see, you see a lot of mistakes being made with the high lines, especially like from a non-professional level. You see team like, you might see an NPO in like, in the A-League, you see it. Yeah, you drop yeah. that online, they're not good enough to play online. When you've got three or four, you probably got three world-class defenders out of that four, you can afford to play, especially when, you're, when your full-backs are bombing long. And you you want to play that attack. It's an attacking, it's attacking brand of defending. And Alisson is a good sweeper. Yeah, exactly right. And you look at it as well, particularly like a couple like a couple years ago when Gomez was playing there, the pace between Gomez and Van Dijk mm. like on recovery, mm. and even Kanate as well, Matic not so much, but particularly with Gomez and Van Dijk, that recovery pace, if you have to get back, to when, when, when Van Dyke wants to run, oh, so I'll tell you the thing yeah. with Van Dyke as well. If Van Dyke's in a one or two situation, you still back them not to score. You could say oh, if he's in a predicament. If he's in a two, nah, one too, too much experience. Too, too much experience. Look, for me, but the thing is with that, the thing is that in a couple of years' time, once obviously you get this far when you're older, you might come. If you, if you're still playing that way, that's when you look to get a bit more exposed. E.g., be like Brian is this year. I think you, you're seeing you're seeing some. Some cracks there in his in his games, but obviously we're talking I, elite standards. I think also yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with you look at all the teams that are good and that can play that way. They have a good DM. Yes. So you look at Bayern uh, under Hansi Flick particularly. They played a super Hansi super high. Best mate, remember every fucking podcast name? They Hansi Flick, Hansi Flick, Hansi Flick. You remember Hansi Flick? You get yeah. like, remember back in the day? I swear every podcast. Yeah, I had like a big I had like a big Bayern. Yeah, so, you know when you're like fucking doing something you have a year to crush. It's like I was chatting Hansi. Yeah, we're all laughing. Yeah, I'm laughing. My boys mate, I see you laughing. Yeah, free pass. No, just quickly, what I was gonna say, what I was gonna say is the best teams in like when you talk about Varane, 
when you're talking about Varane, they haven't, I always say they haven't got a DM in front of them. Whereas we've got Fabinho, City can do it because they've got Rodri, uh, Bayern could do it because they had Kimmich, Real Madrid have done it because they've got Casemiro, so on and so forth. You, you and can, I can do it because they've got Isaias and Stephen Moore. Exactly right, and Kwande. Um, but yeah, like I think having the having the, the right defensive midfielder in front can can really make or break that tactic, and I think that's why for being for being as good as he is is the reason we're able to play that system as effectively as we do. Yeah. Also, right? well, Papa, let's ask some questions. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right, Sorry from the start, Jack. Was it Liam? Liam? Oh, do you like this? Do you like this? Do you like this uh, do you like this new segment name? Popper's Professional Precinct. No, Does that make sense? No, shush. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What? what? Shush. Popper's what? Professional Precinct. You know, whatever that means. We need like, some alliteration here. Give me some like yeah, that. Yeah, there's a precinct. Talk precinct. Like Brooklyn 99 Precinct. We're in the precinct here. The precinct. Mr. Popper's Penguins. Yeah, Mr. Popper. Popper's <laughs> Professional. Okay. All right, stop. It's not from the start. Apologies. Papa, we've got a question from Aaron Kadaif. Kadaif, see, I'm sorry. No, hold on. Thanks for the question, Aaron. Thank you. (laughs) Sorry, I've completely mispronounced your name. Papa, who's winning the Champions League? This is good. I like this. Who's winning the Champions League? Um, And why? I reckon Bayern. Bayern Munich. I want to hear, yeah, only Papa. No, I want to hear the fucking final. Yeah, I want to hear why. I want to hear why. I just think they're too unstoppable. Yes, yeah, okay. the way like, yeah, that's it. Do you think Arsenal will win it in the next 30, 100 years? Maybe. They've got a close chance. I mean, when Arsenal qualified for the Champions League 47 years in a row yeah, and, man, and made the final once. I don't think you could get a trophy for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joshua Lanzilli. Why one, Tom? Uh, you're right, you're right, man. Um, would, would the likes of Pablo, would the likes of Xavi, Iniesta, Messi have dominated the Premier League like they did in La Liga? I don't believe so. It, Ooh, I, I reckon Ooh. the Premier League is too physical for them. Nah, so I don't buy into that. No, I can see where you come from. I believe that. There's so many Spanish players who've come into the Premier League. That, 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 no, that no, people that, of their class. Well, I believe that they're too scared to come. No, because there's too much, nah. just so much running, so Back physical. If, 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 if the whole Barcelona team whole Barcelona team came into the Prem, I think they'll hold their own because they've got good balance. Uh, Everyone following the same that, that But if you had a couple physical players, right, in your starting 11 that didn't suit the Barcelona way of possession, 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 all you need is one skits 10 to the same. One in midfield. I reckon they play strange. unbelievable in Champions League. One, yeah. two off games. But if they play every week against a basically same style of play. Yeah. No, I, 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 don't, I, I don't believe, I, I don't believe, they'll be great, but I don't reckon they'll reach the level that they yeah, achieved. Yeah, I agree. David Silva. That was like, you, yeah, you look at yeah. look at guys like David Silva and Juan Mata yeah. were able Cazula. to do it very well. Cazula were able to do it. Yeah, but that's just one, awesome. one yeah. off player yeah. in a team, not three of the same players. Three of the same sorry, players. I'm, just, I'm sorry, Xavi and We're talking about two of the greatest, two of if not the two greatest midfielders in the history of football. You can't tell me they're coming up against fucking. They're coming up against fucking, the they're they're up against fucking Ryan Shawcross yeah. and and. But Ryan Shawcross is fucking crunching. Nah, nah, nah. They got too much. I reckon they got too much time on the ball in Spain. Yeah, I think I think because of because of how good they are. Yeah, because of how good they are. I think it makes it look like they got too much time. But it's just because they get into these little pockets. And their touches are so clean and fast and no, sharp. No. 
that it's just like whoa. And Without a doubt, there'll be great players, yeah. but not they won't reach the level that they. You look so you look at. Yeah. I'll, I'll use another one for example, well, just because it's not Spanish, but, but Bernardo Silva. Silva. Do you do you believe Bernardo Silva, based on his skill set and his stature and the way he was, could fit? Listen, listen though, listen. Do you think him as a player and what he can do, he could slot into that Barcelona team from twenty eleven? I do. I think based on his skill set and his attributes. The way Pep Guardiola plays is a huge factor. Yeah, but Papa, we're never going to know what it was like under another coach. Of course. Of course. But like, that's that's what I mean. I don't reckon Bernardo Silva will fit another coach's philosophy. I do. He he tore it up in he tore it up for Jardim at Monaco. Yeah, but that's a completely different league. Yeah, but so he but hang on, so he tore it up in a worse league, come to the Premier League and tore it up. So you're telling me these guys playing in Spain, which at the time was rated higher than the Premier League. But, and you're telling me they couldn't come to the Premier League and tear it up. I was never buying that. I, 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 I think they're too I think, good to have ever not to ever be We are talking about players that have still been at an elite level. I just don't think that they would have reached the standards that, that they level. did in Barcelona. I'm talking like, they just said they reached 100% at fucking like, Spain. I reckon they reached 93 top, in England. I reckon they reached 92, 93. I just top don't three think those players, I don't reckon they'll reach that. I disagree. Could not disagree more. I think, yeah, I, think, I, think, I, think I think great players would be great anywhere. Yeah, I agree. I don't dispute that. But you still see a lot of players that do make those transitions to a quicker league, a harder <coughs> league, a different type of league. They still do struggle. And I think you put three players in a midfield where they just set a kick out because that's what you do in England. They just fuck kick. If Messi came to England, what are they going to do? You can't fuck stop me and kick him. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't phase it. Have you seen this fucking record? Have, have, you seen, have you seen Messi's record against three English teams? It's a joke. Yes, but he's not playing against. I'm not talking about against Arsenal, Man U, Liverpool. Just I'm talking about yeah, when you're playing against a fucking Stoke to 2012. These guys when the city don't want to kick you. These guys wouldn't get. You. Look at some of the players that performed in the Premier League over that era, and you mean to tell me the best player in the history of football wouldn't be able to do it against no, them? He would. He but would. But I'm please. saying uh, he would. But would. Please. My boys. But it's a different type of philosophy where they're going to come out and belt you. They're going to come out and kick you. It's going to be different. Yeah. Agree to disagree. Yep. Um, um, Popper, I want fucking uh, uh, questions about his professional life. Okay, Popper, no, no one's given that. I'm gonna ask. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. I think there's a question on there about his professional life. Popper, who was harder to defend? Was that a question? No, read the questions, Jack. Yeah, this guy, fucking. Oh my God, this is a manga. There's God. none. There read the, the personal questions. Who was the better right back you played with, Yavi Lopez or Dimitri Kuzionis? <laughs> this is a tough one. One has played against the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo. Lionel Messi, Neymar, and the other still has. And the other one, his <laughs> other one is training into Dion Patouris. Lucky book smart. I'm joking, right now. Right, can I put this in context? Yeah, he said on. to me. He said to me once. He goes, you know, when people call me shit. I don't care because I know I'm smarter than them. Oh. I know I'm book smarter than them. Oh, <laughs> because that's, that's important. important. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, unfortunately, Kuzi, um, Javi Lopez, a little bit better than you. Um, I've, got, I've got a question. I've got a question. Um, in training, who who's one guy where like you've been there, like with your jaw to the ground, pretty much, just looking at him going like, wow. Um, and that can be multiple. Yeah, you know who's amazed me. Um, Nestori Irakunda. Yeah. He has these flashes of brilliance where you think, oh my God, if he was consistently like that, he'd probably be Premier League. Mm. That good. Unbelievable. Yeah. You just think like a 16-year-old, really? the way he strikes the ball, yeah. the way he... That raw power. But so like out that, of all the players, you reckon 
Him. I'm giving you one way up. Like the highest ceiling. When he first came to United, there was this one time where he let the ball run through his legs, took on three plays, and knuckleballed it in top corner. And I'm just like, oh my God. For a 15 year old to do that with that speed, it's just so electric. I've never seen someone so quick off the. So, would, would you say, he, out of the youngsters there, out of like him, Bernardo, Cassini, Motore, and guys like that, would you say he's probably got the highest ceiling? Like, he could, with based on his talent alone, you could see him going the furthest? Would that be fair to say? Um, it's, it's, a hard, tough, it's a tough question. It's hard because you've got likes of Bernardo, who has got that Brazilian. That flair. That flair. Then, then you got. It's in, the, it's in the blood. You've got <coughs> Muhammad. Yeah. He's so powerful and quick. You saw like that run where he did. He nearly scored. Mm. Um, and either, you can see as well. One thing I noticed, like you saw his goal against City. Like you can, he's got those instincts. Like he knows how to be in the right place at yeah. the right time. You sort of can't think straight. Yeah, I think yeah, that, I, I agree. I think that's one of those things that you've either got or you don't. You know, you know the goal I'm talking about. Yeah, City of the yeah. week. Yeah. Um, um, who's the best mate at soccer? Best mate at United. Best mate at United. Yeah. Probably Bernardo. Oh, the Nats boys, the Nats boys. Who's your favourite coach, Alec Nolan? Coach, copy it. Funniest moment, Alec Nolan. Funniest moment. Straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go to the question. I'll answer my question first. Yeah, what was your question? Funniest moment, Alec Nolan. Straining! Popper, what is the best part about being a professional footballer? The best part is when you get 10 year olds coming up. Like say, oh my god, you're Alex Popovich, and like, you there's actually shit. Swear, swear my life. I like when Josh went up to Mark Marino at the show. <laughs> <laughs> at the what? The show. We just had this pride, um, the pride round. Um, after the game, we came out because the boys, the boys who um didn't get like, who came on the substitutes and the, those who didn't play, uh, had to do extra running. Yeah, like when I recorded you. Yeah, exactly. Still waiting you my shirt. Yeah, shut up, Jack. Yeah, anyway. But yeah, there's like kids still waiting. Blah, blah, blah. During our break, they're like, oh, I can't believe sign. And there's this one kid. He was, there was like a group of four of them. And I, and one of them was named Alex. They're like, saying, oh, something about oh, Alex. I was like, oh, your name's Alex. He goes, oh, yeah, oh my God, you're Alexander Popovich. Can you please sign my shirt? That's a kid. Right? Sign That's good. Yeah, of course. That's something. Yeah. That's That's awesome. Awesome. That's have you done like, have you, be honest with me, have you been at home practicing your signature? Be honest with me. I'll be honest with you, I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I think there was like a day where I spent like 30 minutes just doing one signature to make it. Yeah. We're trying out different fonts. So now, short, like, do you put your, your surname? Is it your first name? Is it a mix of both? Is it some scribbles? No, like, my signature that I do for documents mm-hmm. is not my autograph. I just do like just letter A and my number. Or just your autograph. So, so maybe quit. So we'll do forge So A41. You could. You could. A41. Um, crazy good. Uh, well, this is going to be a bit of an interesting one, but who's got who's got the biggest cock in the squad? <laughs> um, Alex Popovich. <laughs> 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 what an answer. What an answer. I rate that. I rate that. Um, any other? Anyone else got other five questions? Okay, Papa. Who I know, you, I know. We said you yet to make your debut, but out of like opposition players, who who have you met that were like you were the most starstruck? And I think I know your answer. What players I've met? Yeah, who, who have you met from opposition who you've been like, fuck? 
Yeah, we'll just do that. Western Sydney to win. They're probably paying something like two dollars, two sixty. Yeah, fuck. There you go. That's good enough. Yeah, Western Sydney to get up. They've just sacked their CEO. Their CEO stepping down. Fans hated him, so the fans are happy. Tickets were cheap. They were ten bucks. Hopefully, the RBB's packed. It'll be a good outing for the A League. Weather permitting. Who wants to go next? All right. All right. I've got a, I've got two interesting ones, and I think we'll decide uh, which one to go with, but. Everton are versus Boreham Wood Friday morning. You can see you can see an upset, okay? And if there's an upset, that's absolutely huge. Okay? But we can do it, we can do a draw double chance. Double chance. Or if not, do a double chance for Man United to take points off City Monday morning at So we can also we can do both of them. Ah, see I don't know. We'll do, we'll get, we'll go through. Everyone wanted to draw 650. You're not going to pay 850. Like, they've got Man U to win or Man U are win or draw? To win. To win. Dude, lately they've been taking points. They do not bad at Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, that last couple of seasons they've got results there. Yeah. Right, that's with Oli at the wheel. Oli at the wheel. I'm going to go Newcastle with Bron. It's 260 out here and they should. Or how odds. Off, off. Look, listen to me. People out there, if you're you trying to pay off mortgages, if you're trying to pay off hex debts, if you're trying to pay off debts, trying to pay off debts, if you're trying to just uh, save up money for your girlfriend, for the crypto, if, you, if, you, if you're chasing your losses from crypto, uh, four leg multi, Western Sydney Wonders to win, Bourne wouldn't draw, Main Rights win, Newcastle be buying 478 bucks. Hey, slow down. Power play that to 594 bucks. You put 50 bucks on that, you put 50 bucks. <laughs> 29k back, easy. 29 in the bank, easy money. Yeah, for you. Talk about chasing losses. You come to Middle Dawn Podcast, not even to get entertainment, but you get life advice. You get opportunities to revolutionize your life. You, you get motivation from what you want to be when you're older, and you also get money to set you up for when you're older. Think about that. Think about that. You can get 29 grand in the bank. You can go to the federal government, get your first homeowner grant. That's a home deposit right there. That might get the Salisbury North. That might get your three fringe shows as well this week. Exactly right. You might get to go to a drag show. The cabaret. Um, yeah, I'll not be putting this bet on because I haven't deposited it at the moment. It's smart. <laughs> quick fire. Yes, yeah, smart's the word. <laughs> yeah. Quick fire. Pop a quick fire round. We're going to go through the Premier League fixtures on the weekend. And I just want you to blur out straight away a result. Who's going to win? I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear your story. I don't want to hear about the, the equator. Yeah, shut up. Wait, Let's go straight to it. Equator, you All right. Leicester leads. Leicester won. Leicester 3-0. Leeds 1-0. Jesse Marsh resurgence, one all draw. Uh, Villa versus Southampton, Josh. Sanks 2-1. Uh, Villa 1-0. Villa 2-0. Uh, two all draw. Burnley Chelsea, Papa, we'll go to you first on that one. Chelsea 4-0. Chelsea 3-0. 1-1. I, I I can see a one all. I'm gonna go one all as well. I, I like that, Josh. Josh, Newcastle Brighton, you back Newcastle. 3-1, 3-1, 3-1. Oh. No, you can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, I think win either way, win either way. I think one all. I reckon two all. I'm going to go one all as well. Norwich, Brentford. This is, this is, I think this is a big one. I think, sorry, just give it a bit of context, but I think if Norwich win this, I think Brentford, I think Brentford are right in there. I think they'll go down anyway, but. Yeah. I reckon Brentford 2 1. Ooh. I think Norwich 2 1. Yeah, I feel the one all. I think Norwich 3 0. I reckon Norwich is going to take it. Well, because I listened to the before the stage. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Wolves Palace. I think this would be a decent game. This would be a tie one. Josh. Two 0 Nil nil. Connor Gallagher hat trick. Three 0 
Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 Wolves, but they don't fucking score. We'll concede. Anyway, 2-1 Wolves. He hasn't done that. I've done that. I said 2 Liverpool, West Ham. At Anfield? Yeah. Scrappy 2-1. Liverpool. I was, I was thinking that. A scrappy 2-1. I reckon 0-0. Look, we own one, so I want to fucking slap him. 4-0. Uh, Watford, Arsenal. Away. Yeah. Bit of a bogey one for you guys. That's uh, 3-1. I think a 2-1 as well. Arsenal. 2-1 two, two, Watford. Oh, um, I'll say 2-0 two, two, two Arsenal. The Manchester derby, the big one. Popper, you said you're back in Ireland. What's the score going to be? 1-0 Man U. I think 1-0. Look, I can either see Man U winning 1-0 or 2-1, or I'll see Man City fucking put a 5 past them. Yeah, we've got to pick one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Popper gets it. Good. 1-0? 5-0. <laughs> 5-0. Look, I'm going with my heart here, and it pains me to say this, but... I need United to win. Two or two. <laughs> and last but not least, Tottenham Everton. Uh, Tottenham 2-1. Everton 3-2. I think Everton win this 2-0. Uh, yeah. I think Lampard's going to go there. And I upset. think I tell you, if Everton lose... No, Everton's coming. Are well. oh, they been playing well? Yeah, I don't know. They're in a bit of trouble. Um, well, that wraps it up. Well, yeah, Papa, good to have you, mate. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming back. We appreciated your presence. Every second of it. Oh, one minute and f- one hour and four minutes. Love that. Loves it. Love thank that. you for joining us, Josh. Thank you for Jeez, joining lads. us. There's the drill. Thank you. you know the drill. That's all. Awesome.